What you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. Hey, folks. It's Greg Allman with the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com here on the Locked on Bucks podcast. It is uh, episode 103, a Wednesday morning for you guys. Here we are, middle of the week, uh, getting ready for a big game for the Bucks on a short week at New Orleans. Uh, lots of stuff popping up to talk about today. We have kind of finished wrapping up the Bucks' loss at Dallas on Sunday night and are quickly moving ahead. Uh, really only one more day of practice after today uh, to this Saturday game at New Orleans. So much on the line, uh, Bucks. Do not completely control their playoff fate, but pretty close to it. If they win uh, these last two games, they're in in about 98% of the scenarios. Uh, just a couple minds they have to dodge, and they're in the playoffs. But again, to do that, uh, they got to sweep the Saints. they got to finish this two-game sweep. Uh, and a lot of today, I'm going to be looking back on, on just what they did to pull out that 16-11 victory uh, just, whatever, 10 days ago. Uh, again, really rare for an NFL team to play another NFL team twice in three weeks. It just does not happen. We had talked about this uh, before the first game. Hasn't happened for the Bucks since 1995. Hasn't happened since the current divisional alignment came around in 2002 where you're playing six uh, division games. Only happens one other time in the entire NFL. Uh, Broncos and Chargers did that, I think, week seven and nine this year. Uh, so it's kind of like a... A boxing rematch, if you will, where if you fought somebody and then four months later fought them again. So you got to figure out what worked and what didn't work and what you're going to try and do the same and what you might come at from a different perspective. I, I think of talking to coaches and talking to players yesterday. Uh, it reminds me of that scene from uh, The Princess Bride. I know you guys have seen The Princess Bride. But there's that great scene where Carrie Ellis and, and Wallace Shawn are Sitting there, and, and Wallace Shawn is this, you know, supposed genius, and he proposes this challenge where there's two glasses, two chalices in front, and they pour wine in them, and one of them is poisoned, and they have to deduce which one is poisoned, and the other person then drinks, and one of them purportedly dies. So there's this whole back and forth where, like, clearly I cannot choose the wine in front of me because, you know, and back and forth. So there's a lot of that silly chess match going back and forth where. The Bucks can look at what went wrong against the Saints, and they can either double down on what they intended to do the first time and hope they execute things better, or they can give up that plan and try something differently. Obviously, the first Saints game worked well defensively. They, they held the best offense in the NFL to 11 points, uh, kind of 11 fluky points at that, if you consider that five of them came off of a muffed kickoff and a botched free kick out of bounds that put the Saints at midfield. So, I mean, that's two once-a-year type special teams gaffes that combined to give them five of their 11 points. So, whatever the Bucks did defensively, they have to know worked remarkably well. Well enough to win a game in which they only scored 16 points. Uh, but they also have to know that the Saints are going to watch that and figure out why things went so terribly wrong for them and adjust accordingly. So, I'm more intrigued to see how well the Bucks' offense 
can do a better job of exploiting a genuinely bad Saints defense. Um, you know, Saints, their game Sunday at Arizona is very much the prototypical Saints game of two, 2016. They go to Arizona, they win at Arizona 48-41. Uh, so to be able to put up 48 points is an amazing thing in the NFL, but to barely win that game is also a little bit crazy. It, it's nearly arena football in terms of the lack of defense and just the offense back and forth and back and forth. Uh, Drew Brees, as we mentioned on the podcast two weeks ago, just ridiculously prolific this year. He's got 4,559 yards, which leads the NFL. He's got 34 touchdowns, which leads the NFL. Uh, And despite that ridiculously high volume, he's got 590 pass attempts this year. Uh, He's still fourth in quarterback rating. Normally you can't throw the ball that much and still be an efficient passer, still be an elite passer. It's it's pretty impressive that he is not a Pro Bowl quarterback. The NFC has a lot of great quarterbacks this year, <coughs> um, so it's hard to turn away an Aaron Rodgers or a Dak Prescott with a season he's having. But Drew Brees didn't make the Pro Bowl. Matt Stafford, who has like seven fourth-quarter comebacks he's led this year, doesn't get to the Pro Bowl. So there's a lot of good quarterbacks that are outside looking into the Pro Bowl this year. Uh, because it's the Pro Bowl, we know that half of the people that are in the Pro Bowl won't actually get there, so some of these people will get in. But um, nonetheless, uh, again, Drew Brees, wildly successful this year in passing the ball, not only to Brandon Cooks, but to Michael Thomas, but to tight ends, but to running backs, everybody they have. Um, they, they've been successful in every game except the Bucks games this year when it comes to their offense. They had one other game in Week 2 where they got held in the teams, but for the most part, this is an offense – that will score them 20-plus points, if not more. Uh, they're second in the league in scoring at 29 points a game. Only the Falcons scoring more. Uh, first in yardage, first in passing yardage, first in third down offense, first in passing touchdowns. Uh, they've given up the six fewest sacks in the NFL this year, which is pretty impressive when you think about them throwing more than any team in the NFL. Uh, so very impressive. Uh, we'll come back to that in a minute here in terms of what the Saints have done and while why they are danger enough that they're a three-point favorite at home against the Bucks here on Saturday afternoon. Uh, I do want to thank our sponsor for today's podcast, uh, BetDSI.com. We've had them on a couple times here. Uh, great to have BetDSI back as a sponsor, not only here, uh, but all over the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, this time of year, I know you love football, bowl games starting up, NFL wrapping up, uh, and I know you're ready to get into the action. If so, check out BetDSI.com. Over 20 years in the business, a top-rated business that's safe to play on. Uh, BetDSI has a great football special right now. Uh, You can sign up today and get $10 free to try their service. Uh, All you have to do is enter promotional code BUCKS10. That's B-U-C-S-1-0. Again, BUCKS10, your promotional code there. BUCKS, as I mentioned, are a three-point underdog on the road at New Orleans. The games that they need help on, for the most part, have to go against their way. Uh... Obviously, it's not a hard thing for the Lions to lose at Dallas. They're a touchdown underdog at Dallas. That would help uh, the Bucks if that could happen, if Dallas can just come through as a touchdown favorite. The other games, though, the Redskins, be nice if the Redskins lost. They're a favorite right now. Be nice if the, if the Packers lost. They're a favorite against the Bears. So a couple of the games have to go against the spread here for the Bucks to get the outcome they want, especially if they want to try and clinch by Monday. That's in play if the Bucks win and the Redskins, Lions, and Packers all lose 
this weekend. Uh, BetDSI is also offering a 100% bonus on your first deposit, so check that out as well. Great customer service, fast and easy payment of your winnings. They have hundreds of football and basketball wagers to choose from. If you want to bet on UFC, if you want to do in-game wagering, if you like something in the first half this weekend, you can bet on the second half at BetDSI. College basketball, NBA basketball as well. All your major sporting events, you can play virtually everything at BetDSI. Uh, so go there now. Uh, if you use promotion code BUCKS10, that's B-U-C-S-1-0, get your free wager and start winning today. Thanks again. Great to have BetDSI on as a sponsor here. was looking at the last Saints-Bucks game uh, and remarkable how well they held Drew Brees in check. We had talked about this two weeks ago. Uh, this is 22 times that Drew Brees has faced the Bucks. This was the first time he had not thrown a touchdown pass, uh, let alone zero touchdowns with three interceptions. Uh, his quarterback rating on the day threw for 257, which isn't a bad number, but with all those picks and no touchdowns, had a 48.5 quarterback rating. Uh, that's his worst in any game since 2012. Uh, more than four full years since he's had a game that bad. That game in 2012 is his only game worse since 2007. So a full decade of NFL football, uh, that's the second worst game he's played. So what the Bucks did on that day at home against the Saints uh, is kind of the standard bearer for holding Drew Brees in check. The challenge is, can you repeat that success? Can you do it again? Uh, he's played 232 games in the NFL only 10 of them worse than he was on that day in Tampa. Uh, red zone offense, it, it's crazy to think about, but red zone offense, uh, they held the Saints 0 for 2 in the red zone. That's why they had 11 points, just two field goals in the red zone, uh, no touchdowns offensively. Uh, this is the best third down offense in the NFL. They went 4 for 13 on, on third down against the Bucks. So, again, lots they can point to for why things went well defensively. The challenge is doing it again, especially in a building where the Saints thrive. They score so much in that point. It's not a huge advantage statistically in terms of how many points on the home field versus how many points on the road, but it's still where they're at their best is there in the Superdome. Uh, I doubt the fans will be a big factor. A 4 o'clock game on Christmas Eve, you're kind of asking for 20,000 no-shows with people going to Christmas Eve services out of town for family. Uh, it won't be a packed house. You'll see that at a lot of NFL stadiums on Christmas Eve when the home team doesn't have a lot to play for. I uh, want to mention a couple things from yesterday. The big news Tuesday night is that the Pro Bowl came out. Uh, Pro Bowl rosters announced. As we expected, only two bucks get in initially. Uh, Mike Evans is in. Uh, Gerald McCoy is in. Uh, obviously a big deal for Mike Evans. This is his first time uh, in just his third NFL season. Uh, probably deserved to go as a rookie in 14 and didn't get to, but... Uh, Big deal for Mike Evans. He was very complimentary of his teammates. Uh, talked about how much it means to him, but how much it's a uh, reflection of how great the offense has been and the defense, everything around him here with Tampa Bay. So his first time, uh, Gerald McCoy goes for the fifth year in a row. Uh, that is the fifth longest streak in Bucks history. The only ones ahead of him are Hall of Famers Leroy Selman, Derek Brooks, and Warren Sapp, along with fullback Mike Allstott. They're actually reconfiguring the Pro Bowl lineup to where they won't have a traditional fullback on the roster. So the days of somebody going as a fullback as often as Mike Allstott did are gone, uh, which is, is funny to see how they've changed things. Obviously, the fullback is something of a vestigial position in the NFL. Uh, Bucks don't really have one on their roster. 
Uh, a lot of teams just use a, a bigger back or, or slide a tight end over now. It's kind of a position that's gone away in the last few years. Uh, so anyway, Mike Evans, Joe McCoy get in. Uh, four more get in as alternates. That's Lante David and Quan Alexander and Brent Grimes. Uh, those three get in, as well as punter Brian Anger. I know you guys are really happy about that. We've talked a lot about how great Brian Anger has been as a situational punter, pinning opponents deep, uh, really working well with his coverage with Josh Robinson and Russell Shepard and Ryan Smith to, uh, to have a strong net punting. He's barring a collapse here in the last two weeks. He's going to set records for punting average and net punting average and punts inside the 20 and all kinds of stats that are very important on special teams. So those guys are in. Obviously, a couple snubs there. Um, I know you guys would like to see Jameis on there. It's kind of hard to argue Jameis Winston as a Pro Bowl quarterback. He's had a great season in terms of taking the Bucks to another level of relevance, in terms of uh, being a leader as a young player on a team that's on the rise. But statistically, his numbers don't hold up very well. He's generally about 21st in passer rating. The only, the only thing you would say he ranks high in of relevance to be on the level of a pro bowler is probably touchdown passes. He has 25 touchdown passes, but he leads the NFC outright with 15 interceptions. He leads the NFC outright with five lost fumbles. So in terms of turnovers, he's been the most problematic quarterback in the NFL. We had kind of thought going into the season that was an area where Jameis could take a step forward. And and just to be clear, some of these turnovers are, are not uh, as costly as others. He's had two Hail Marys at the end of halves where – there's literally no difference between an incompletion and an interception. Uh, his fourth down pass with a minute left against Dallas, uh, there's no difference between an interception and an incompletion there. It's a turnover on downs if the ball hits the ground. So there's there's lots of things that would change things with that, but he's still piled up what is now 25 turnovers. Uh, so again, uh, James Winston, if it happens like last year, and this quarterback is injured, and this quarterback politely declined, and this quarterback's in the Super Bowl, could get in, but seems unlikely. The the more logical snub in terms of people that weren't even alternates is probably Cameron Braid, and we had talked about this a little going in. Uh, I mean, Cameron Braid leads the NFC tight ends in touchdowns. Um, statistically, Jordan Reed got in, and he didn't. I, I had thought, honestly, that Jimmy Graham would get in ahead of both of them, but, uh, you know, Jordan Reed... To some extent, there's kind of you know a rollover recognition. Jordan Reed had 11 touchdowns last year and didn't get in the Pro Bowl, so there's a little bit of a makeup call going on there. Uh, Jordan Reed is battling injuries, probably won't be able to play in this game anyway, so I would think there'll be a replacement at tight end, whether that's Jimmy Graham or someone else who's an alternate. You know, obviously the alternates have to pass for guys like Cameron Braid, who aren't, aren't alternates. To get a chance, but again, Cameron Brace had a great year. Doesn't need a Pro Bowl nod to know that uh, he's one touchdown away from the most touchdowns ever by a Buccaneers tight end, which would be significant. Um, and to be honest, he's put himself in really good position to get himself a contract this offseason. Uh, Cameron Braid is only a restricted free agent, um, which is to say the Bucks can what they have. It kind of is complicated here, so this is more of a January podcast than it is a December podcast, but. All the Bucks have to do is issue him a tender, um, and there's three different kinds of tenders. There's all of them give the Bucks the right to match any contract that's offered by another team in free agency. Um, if they issue what's called the low tender, that's generally about I think it's about 1.7 million dollars for one year. It's not even guaranteed. Um, it gives them the right to match. 
any offer from outside. So somebody could come in and say, hey, Cam, we think you're great. We want to offer you uh, five years and $20 million. The Bucks would have the right to match that. If they issue a higher tender, they could issue a second-round tender, which is what Bradley McDougal got this past year. Uh, that's like $2.6, $2.7 million for one year. And what that means is that for another team to get Cameron Braid, they would have to not only offer him a contract that the Bucks didn't want to match, they'd have to send the Bucks a second-round pick. So it's, it's generally a par- fairly prohibitive contract offer to make. If you make that second-round tender, you're going to have that guy for next year probably, especially if you're a tight end. Uh, so we'll be curious to see. For me, I look at Cameron Braid and I see that uh, Cameron Braid never really made a lot of money in the NFL. Didn't really get any signing bonus at all. Has played three years at the league minimum. So I, I say not any money. He, he's made a million and a half dollars, but he'll have a chance to make uh, you know double or three times that in a season on his next contract. So to me, there would be some incentive for Cam to want to sign that deal and want to know that He's got this guaranteed money locked up. If he hurts his knee next week, he might not have any of that. So uh, I can get why both sides would like to see Camp Rate re-signed. Uh, you always want to reward your own, even though he's not a draft pick. He's come up through the buck system here over the last three years, so could easily see that done. Uh, injury updates. Here we are, 17 minutes in the podcast. I haven't done injury updates, but uh, no official injury report yesterday for the Bucks. They did practice. We were there. But they don't have to put out an injury report until this afternoon, until Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Mike Evans was held out, which would certainly be a headline. Uh, he looked fairly nonchalant in being held out, did a lot of work on the side catching, throwing and catching on the side, uh, didn't go through the practice. But this was almost uh, like a walk-through practice yesterday anyway. So what Dirk Cutter said when we asked him was uh, not to read too much into who was there and who wasn't there. Uh, one thing we will read into is that DeMar Dotson was back out of practice for the first time in two weeks. He remains in concussion protocol, uh, but this is an important first step for him to be cleared, is for him to get to practice, go through a practice, and have no symptoms. Uh, that would help the Bucks a lot if they can have DeMar at right tackle against the Saints. Obviously, Cam Jordan was a, a busy man in that last game, uh, kind of wreaking havoc in the Bucks' backfield. So if they can get him back, Less of a concern that they had late in the game with Goster Sherrill giving up sacks the way he did. But lots more on that tomorrow. We'll come back and have a lot more on the podcast uh, talking about injury updates and getting ready for, uh, for Saturday's game. That will do it today. Uh, apologize for the coughing here. Just kind of pushing through that while I'm talking for 20 minutes straight here. But thank you guys for listening. We'll do more on playoff scenarios later in the week as well, who to root for, all that kind of fun stuff. But for now, that'll wrap it up. Uh, Episode 103 in the books. Thank you guys for listening. For the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com, this is Greg Allman. Thanks again for listening to the Locked on Bucks podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At MetroPCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to MetroPCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.